With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Great to have your company. Peter Vlahos with you and a big cheerio to Paul McGovern, who's uh, just texted me listening in on uh, SEN. Good on you, Paul. Uh, we need to catch up, uh, formerly of WA Hino, but now is at Lombardi's out there, GNA Lombardi out there in Forestfield. Hope it's going well for you, Paul. A big Dockers supporter, by the way, and he's getting very excited about not only this week, uh, of course, they take on the Giants. They should win that and where they finish. But there is a home final, whether it's elimination or qualifying, we'll have to wait and see. Thanks for the text, mate. I look forward to catching up soon. Well, let's look at one of the big events. I uh, didn't have a chance to do it yesterday because Kim Hagdorn and I, of course, have the AFL review. But I thought it's well worth acknowledging the gentleman who was crowned the King of the Avon Descent after taking out the 124-kilometre kayak ultra marathon. By the way, next year is the 50th anniversary of the Avon Descent. And the old phrase, we never thought it would last. Well, it's lasted now, next year, a half a century, which is a credit and has become an icon of uh, the WA sporting calendar every year. Ben, thanks for joining us on the program and congratulations. Great to be here, Peter. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Have you recovered? Um, I wouldn't say fully recovered. The body doesn't feel too bad, but I think uh, the mind's a bit tired. Needs a rest still. Yeah, tell us about the event. Uh, above average rainfall. Uh, the water was there, but I heard at times it got a bit hazardous. Tell us about the trip that you took, of course, at over eight hours to complete. Uh, tell us all about it. Yeah, so I think 1.3 metres on the gauge in the valleys around about what we did the trip on, which is considered quite high levels um, by most standards. We've been kind of blessed the last couple of years. We had it up around two metres the year before. Um, but yeah, great great levels for tripping. Um, definitely hazardous in the sense of there's so much water moving through the 40k of rapids in the valley. Um, lots of wave trains, big standing waves. That really, so I guess it's just boat maintenance and staying upright is the key for most people. Mm. Tell us about is this your first one, uh, or how many have you undertaken, Ben? Uh, uh, I gather the way you handled it on the weekend suggests you've done it a few times before. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not my first rodeo. Um, This is uh, number 11, I believe. Um, And I think it's taken, I've sort of progressed up from the plastic class, which is sort of the entry, and then I've moved into the single kayak, which is probably the the fastest premier class. And, um, yeah, I've had a a couple of cracks at the kayak, and I didn't finish one year, wrapped my boat around a tree, so it put a big body of training in for the last sort of four to six months and a lot of focus on sort of understanding the river and the rapids and the trees and yeah it's all paid off on the weekend it must be a huge adrenaline rush when you're actually going down those treacherous rapids and really you've got to be have your wits about you because there are so many obstacles yeah absolutely i think um you sort of know what you're coming up to most of the time um but still your heart's in your mouth sometimes you kind of know your line you know where you're meant to go but there's always that element of not quite knowing that you're going to make it. Um, but, yeah, it is a bit of an adrenaline rush. 
So how much reconnaissance do you do before the event on the weekend? Yeah, so, like, we basically, like, we just sort of rely on the rain. As soon as a bit of rain comes up, we can get up and start running outside 2J through the tree section, which is about 14 kilometres. We do as many as we can up there. Then once the water gets to sort of, you know, around 0.7 of a metre, we get into the valley, which is a nice stretch of about 40 kilometres down to Bells, um, which can be quite a long day out if you have a few hazards along the way. But pretty well, I don't know, as much as my wife will let me get up, so I'd say every second weekend. <laughs> but it's grown exponentially, the event. Over 500 competitors for the 2022 version. Now, that says something for the popularity of the Avon Descent. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you speak to anyone who does this event, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing piece of river we have here in WA um, with the, the tree section followed by the valley. And depending on the water levels, you can have two completely different experiences if you have low water or high water. Um, so yeah, it's the challenge of getting to the bottom um, is just one in its own. It's it's truly a great event. Mm. And the reason why you keep coming back, as you mentioned, this was the 11th attempt at the Avon Descent. What keeps drawing you back? I think for me it's been a, a natural sort of evolution. I've come from surf life saving into ocean paddling, then into the Avon as sort of my winter sport. And I've just kept pushing up the classes and to, I guess, finally compete in the top level. Um, yeah, I guess to take it out this year was something I didn't, you know, three years ago I wouldn't have expected could have happened, but... There's a couple of really good paddlers um, this year who are heading over to World Champs and they've elected to pick up a team. So they left the door open a little bit in the singles class, so I sort of took the opportunity. Mm. So where you mentioned about the World Champs, what are your aspirations after, of course, getting first past the line down there in Bayswater on Sunday? Yeah, so for me, um, I guess my big, my big sort of event in paddling is sort of ocean racing, downwind racing. So that's sort of coming up into season now um, and it sort of ends in November. There's a what we call race week over here. There's about four or five events and sort of culminating in the race back from Rottnest, the doctor, which will probably see the best sort of ocean racing field, 500 competitors sort of ever assembled, I'd say, this year. Mm. What about your time? Were you happy with that? Eight, uh, eight, 16, 25? Yeah, absolutely. The water level really determines your time. Um, so, you know, I think looking across both days, I think it was about three hours, 20 odd day one and just under five on day two. If you say that's going to be your time for that race, I'd take that every year. That's fantastic. And no doubt you'll be there the 50th anniversary uh, next year. It's going to be a special event. As I said, a lot of people, when they started back in 1973, would not have thought that this event would go for 50 years and grow exponentially as it has. No doubt uh, you'll be there to defend the title next year in 12 months' time. Yeah, I think it's um, a little bit of negotiations at home with the wife <laughs> to see if I can get out again with the, <laughs> the second bubs on the way in November, so a bit more family time. But, yeah, look, I think I definitely will be back out in the river, especially for the 50th, um, in some shape or form. And, yeah, look, hopefully a lot of people can come back to the event who have done it in the past to sort of celebrate that massive milestone. Uh, do you see a lot of uh, familiar faces when you return? As you said, you've done it 11 times. Uh, do you recognise a few that have been there uh, the times that you've been there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the paddling community is one of the great communities. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, there's almost everyone on the river you'd recognise in some shape or form. And I think it goes the whole way down. Like, 
you know, if someone has an issue, there's always someone pulling over to give them a hand, to find them a paddle, to tape up their boats, whatever it is. It's such a, such a good mm. community. Where do you normally paddle, by the way? Um, I paddle all over the place, but in winter I paddle down at East Perth um, with a group of, um, called Perth Paddlers, a great mm-hmm. bunch, mm-hmm. Um, really open and inclusive. I also spend um, a little time paddling down out of Mozzie Park and down out of Ascot Kite Club. Yeah. So, yeah, just, just move around as, as required and paddle with the different groups of paddlers around Perth. During summer, do you head uh, into the ocean? Absolutely. I'm a member down at City of Perth. Uh, surf life saving club so i take the ski squad there so you'll find me down there most of summer because i live down sorrento way and the paddlers go out there on saturday mornings tuesday and thursday and particularly during summer they reckon one of the biggest paddling groups is actually at the sorrento surf life saving club where up to 100 paddlers get out there normally on a saturday morning that'd be a huge group wouldn't it yeah it's a massive group that's the um indian ocean paddlers club yeah um run by one uh, Dean Beamont, the chief. So, yeah, I'm a member of that club as well. That's an absolutely fantastic ocean paddling crew. Um, and that's that's probably one of the been the fastest ocean sort of all-growing clubs in Perth, let alone Australia. Yeah, no, I see it. I see it during summer. There's a few out there today. While I was getting dumped in the ocean, they were out there paddling a good <laughs> handful of them. So don't, uh, don't worry about that. Uh, they're very, very hardy and they enjoy it. Good on you, mate. Congratulations, Ben, on a, uh, an outstanding performance. 124 k's is a long uh, distance, and uh, to take it out in just over eight hours is testimony to your concentration and your ability. Congratulations. Thanks for joining us, and let's hope everything goes to plan and you're there next year to defend it. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Peter. Thanks a lot. Good on you. Ben Carrick joining us here on the uh, Drive with Peter Vlahos program for Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre. It's incredible, isn't it? Um, eight hours he was there. Okay, it was broken overnight because they do pause. Uh, they have it over two days. But eight hours, 16 minutes and 25 seconds. It featured paddlers, outriggers, surf boats, even dragon boats. Uh, Army Zodiacs. I'm not sure what Army Zodiacs are, but if someone does know, uh, give us uh, a little bit of a tinkle on the temperate bedshed text line, 0487 736 736. Or the Scarborough Toyota Open Line, the number to call there, 13-12-55. After the break, uh, we'll come back with all the latest in sport, plus also the latest happenings in the AFL. Don't go away. It's coming up 18-6. to 6.